to the All Purpose NFL Podcast with AP Trey. I am AP. He is Willie Trey. Wheeler, how you doing today, sir? I'm good. How about yourself, sir? I am doing good. I am ready to talk about some football. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and get this out the way. It's been a really good year. Like, I am very grateful for, to all of our listeners who we've grown this year. 2023 has been a really good year for the podcast. Um, Willie, it's been great working with you and talking with you about the NFL. I appreciate you, brother. Um, this is the last podcast of 2023. We're going to take next week off because of Christmas, um, get some time with family, relax and stuff. We're going to be coming back strong for 2024. I'm looking forward to it. So, Willie, let's talk about somebody who is not going to make it to 2024. <laughs> because we talked about this last time. We talked on last, about it on the last podcast. Um, what we did not expect at all, in no way, shape, or form, was the utter historic beatdown that the Raiders put on the Chargers. That let's be honest about this. The Raiders did not score a single point the week prior and put up 42 in the first half. They were just trying stuff. At one point, Devontae Adams caught a pass from Jacoby Myers. Uh, Brandon Bolden ran a reverse sweep 26 yards for a touchdown. And to make all of this so much worse, Willie, I'm just going to ask you, the coach for the Chargers, what kind of coach was he before he was a head coach? He was the defensive coordinator for Sean McVay. Most defensive coordinators don't give up 63 points. So let's just go ahead and say it. Brandon Staley has been fired. Finally. Now, Willie, you said that you thought I didn't like um, Ron Rivera. There is only one person who I felt like needed to get fired more than Ron Rivera, and that is Brandon Staley. I don't feel like he should have gotten back on the bus, the plane. No, no, no. He shouldn't have been able to get back on the bus that goes to the plane after losing in Jacksonville last year. But they brought him back, and it's been horrible. And he deserved to be fired. One of the weirdest things, Willie, can you remember a time where three different head coaches were fired in during the season at one time? Three different in the middle of the season. Well, not middle of, but during the season. I, there's, it's bound to be a year, but if I have to be honest, just off the top of my head, no, sir. Like, I know that there are times where, you know, a couple will get fired mid-year, but three? That's rare. That's rare. And so... Yeah, Brandon Staley is no longer the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. I do not know who they – I don't think they named an interim coach. I don't know that it matters. Um, this year's a wash. Um, it was, in my opinion, one of the worst coaching jobs in, in history. Um, they can take out the rest of the year and probably get somewhere between the – Sixth and eighth pick of the draft, but um, um, but what are your thoughts on Brandon Staley being fired? 
So while you was talking, I was I was thinking about one the colossal beatdown that happened. This isn't well. I'll call this is the end of an era, guy. Granted, nobody expected this to happen, but it 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 seemed like a fitting end where you don't really have much of a choice but to accept the circumstances that have been dealt upon you. And I thought about some other games that fit this end of era. There was a game, I think the Rams at Seahawks, I think that ended about 52 to nothing. Um, University of Miami played Clemson, the end of the Al Golden era, I think that was about 54 to nothing. Um, Brady's last game was a blowout. Blowout loss. Um, I was just thinking about those games. I'm like, how was just the end? You have to accept this is the end. Because there was no way in here. Now, granted, we thought there was no way in human life you could bring back Brandon Staley after last season and how it ended. But this, this is, honestly, AP, this was worse than 70 to 20. This game was worse because of the circumstances that you just mentioned. This same football team couldn't score a single point just to no, it wasn't even a week ago. Four days ago. Well, four days four days from the last game played. And so to watch them go from zero to sixty-three on you, on your head. Now, granted, you had some bad luck, like you don't see fumbles happening that often, but it was a fitting end to the Brandon Staley era in Los Angeles. The team is finna go on a major roster rehaul, like you said. It doesn't really matter who they put as the coach. It doesn't matter. That person should not be judged, honestly. Whoever that person is, the interim. The whole staff will be gone. The Kenan Allen, I don't see being there next year. Neither Mike Williams. I, if I was Derwin James, I'd ask for a trade just so I can go to a team that potentially can get me a chip so maybe I have a case for the Hall of Fame. Khalil Mack, I'll do the same thing, even though I think he's pretty much a lock at this point. It's like, like I think we talked about last week. I feel bad for Justin Herbert in a way because, yeah, he signed that big deal. And he, and like you explained before about salary cap and how the franchise tag works, he didn't really have much of a choice. But it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better for Justin Herbert. Like, people think he's dragging teams now. With all that talent that's there, no, it's it's gonna get way worse real fast. So don't be surprised if this Chargers team look a lot different next year than it did this year, despite how much talent that they have. It's it's unfortunately the Chargers organization, I'll be honest, has been the biggest waste of talent in human existence. Not sports, not business, not no human existence. There's no way that that organization has had that many talented players come through and you have a grand total of zero rings total to show for it. So I'll be honest, I don't understand the hiring of a defensive coordinator under Sean McVay. I'll be honest, nothing against Coach McVay, but we have never said Coach McVay and defense in the same sentence. Yes, we did. And it showed for Like, we haven't. Like, seriously, we haven't. Like, when, when people – I mean, blew up about the 70 to 20. I, in my head, I was like, when have we ever said Sean Payton and defense in the same sentence? We never have. No, we've, so, we've said Sean McVay and defense in the same sentence. The reason that we said Sean McVay and defense in the same sentence was because we were saying Sean McVay is really, really smart. 
for giving the defense to Wade Phillips. Yeah, here you go. That was the only time we mentioned him in defense in the same sense when he gave it away. That's it. So to hire somebody from that side of – I could understand Coach McVay's offensive coordinator, I guess. I could semi-understand it, but his defensive coordinator, I'm, I was very confused by that hire from the beginning. <laughs> but it ended very, very well. Shout out to Coach Pierce and the Raiders. Hopefully he's able to keep that job and they're able to build. Uh, honestly, I, I I need them to stop winning games, but <laughs> – and not for any betting service. I think most of our listeners know I don't I don't gamble. But as far as them getting a better player, I would I would love for them to get uh Phoenix Jr. if he's available at that time that they pick. We don't know. We'll cover that at a later date. But this was a fitting end to Mr. Staley's tenure. And I'll be honest, I'll be highly surprised if he gets a second chance considering how much of an abomination it was to watch him coach, especially like you said, the defensive end, when you have the likes of Bosa, you have the likes of Khalil Mack. Kenneth Murray is a decent player. He's good. You have Asante Samuel Jr. You have Derwin James. Uh, Like, I don't understand how you can't play defense with those gentlemen on your team. I just don't understand it. And maybe it's not for me to understand. Um, But it, it is what it is. Like you said, I'm glad for Chargers fans, the misery is over. It is over. Start anew. I, it's going to be tough to build around Justin Herbert, but, I mean, I'll be honest. He's, his his career is done. He's ruined. Only because I look at it this way, man. If, you, if they're not going to make any noise with all the talent that they got now, and now he's expensive, I don't see a scenario where you're going to be able to do anything. It's It's going to be worse. It's going to be worse. His career is done. As far as ever winning a potential Super Bowl, there's nothing to talk about here. I mean, so a couple things. First off, Khalil Mack is a lot. I don't think that there's anything else he can do to, like, prop up his career. Like, getting a ring will make it so people can say he won a ring, but I don't think that really does anything for him. Um, I think the Justin Herbert experience will be very, very interesting to watch. Because just what you said, it's not like they haven't had talent. Like we can look at this roster and say they had they it it has been one of the biggest, as the kids say, bag fumbles in history. Because you have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly, uh, who's the tight end? Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett. Like you have such a solid offense. You went and got, was it Rashawn Slater? You're Rashawn Slater left tackle. Yes. Very good tackle. So you have all these offensive weapons. And if like realistically, if you just had the offensive weapons that they did and you ran a sim on Madden, you would probably go at the you would be over 500 if you just did if you just had their offense. But they also had Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Asante Samuel Jr., Derwin James, at one point, J.C. Jackson. Like, the general manager came out and was like, oh, it was a bad decision to go get him. I shouldn't have done that. But, like, at the end of the day, it made sense when you got him, why you got him, but it didn't work. 
and nothing that y'all have done has worked as a franchise, but particularly the, la- particularly the last few years. I will be honest with you, Willie. I don't know if you remember this, but I said when they fired Anthony Lynn, it was not going to be a good – it wasn't a good idea because Anthony Lynn's decision-making was a problem, but it also meant you were going to reset Justin Herbert. And mm-hmm. Justin Herbert has not looked bad, but – like he even threw for 5,000 yards in 2021. Oh, but it doesn't change the fact that as an organization, y'all have failed. And y'all have failed Justin Herbert and pretty much anybody that comes into the organization. And so as things move forward, as they're like, okay, we have ju- we have the quarterback. Now what, we need, what do we need to do? You're going to have to try and draft well. And yes, you got Keenan Allen. But the likelihood that you get another top-end wide receiver, maybe they can get one in this year's draft, but they probably need to go offensive lineman. Um, the thing that they have yet to figure out how to draft and get right is linebacker. Um, so, like, the middle of the field is pretty much always kind of good. I don't know. that. I, I think that Justin Herbert has the talent to – maintain them at a high level but it was very clear that the defense gave up this year and so moving forward now they have to try and get something out of the defense and have success with success with Justin Herbert and if I'm honest I don't know anyone that's out there that I feel like they could hire that would come in and honestly make a difference like I know Brian Johnson is the big is it Brian or Ben? Whoever the coordinator for the Lions is. I know he's the hot candidate this year. I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that upon him because he there he's not going to be able to have the level of success necessary quickly enough, especially when you have an expensive starting quarterback and a aging roster that, like, they're probably just not going to be very good. They'll be competitive, but we're probably going to see several 7-10, 8-9 type seasons where Justin Herbert looks phenomenal. He'll have some of those times where he falters and he's the reason that they lose. But he, he'll also have those times where, you know, it's 4th and 15 and he throws for 45 yards. Did you have any other thoughts with? Like you, well, you kind of hinted at it. Lord be with the next coach because it's going to be a rebuilding project. And I'm not sure if the brass understands that or knows that, but it's going to be a rebuilding project around in a very expensive quarterback. Best wishes to you, brother. So, next thing I want to talk about oh, we didn't really talk about the Raiders. Well, you mentioned them. Yeah, I think Antonio Pierce should keep the job. There's, And, again, we've said this before. If you give Antonio Pierce a job, give him five years. I don't care what happens. Give him five years. Give him time to build something. Do not get mad that he's not having the level of success that you want. And let that man build. Because if you don't let him build, you're going to be in the same position that you're in now where you go and hire another coach that – 
ain't gonna get it done, and it's gonna repeat the cycle of y'all being sucky for more years. The the problem is, and and it's a hard pill to swallow, you because you hinted at it. You said let him build. You have to be okay with probably finishing best case scenario second or third in your division. I didn't say you couldn't get 10 wins, but you have to be okay with possibly getting sick, being second or third in your division. I don't believe that the Chiefs, despite what they've been going through, are going to stay stagnant. I believe a lot of changes will be made. Odds are, Raiders, you're going to have a rookie quarterback. Most of them, your best case scenario, they don't really be good till year three. Denver, looks like they got their stuff together. They're only going to get better. The Chargers are probably a dumpster fire. Your goal for the next two seasons, Raiders, is don't be last. If you can make that the goal, first two seasons, don't be last. Third third year, get 10 wins, make the playoffs. Then build from there. But if you give Antonio Pierce his job with the expectation that we have to win now, you are fooling yourself, and you're doing that man a disservice. And like you said, you're going to be right back in the same spot you was just in, firing somebody. Let these coaches build a culture. Give them time to do it. And also temper your expectations. With the roster you have right now, yeah, you're probably last if we went player for player. But the Chargers are, you know, doing their job in – keeping you out of it. Finish, don't be last the next two years. Get your franchise quarterback, whoever that is. Build from there. So, Willie, I'm going to bring up a little bit of our history. We were both at the University of Memphis. We were both there with football. Do you remember what his record was his first season? God awful. Four and eight. And in that four and eight season, we won won, um, won the first game. No, lost the first game of the season to UT Martin. Yep. One again. We went one and eight to start the season. We won the last three games. The following season, we looked so much better. It was wild how much better we looked in 2013 than we did in 2012. We went three and nine in 2013. Lost to Duke, lost to Middle Tennessee State, beat Arkansas State, beat UT Martin again this year, that year, um, and then beat South Florida, and then went on the road, lost 17-24 to to Louisville, lost huge to Temple, and then lost huge to UConn. And I bring that up. I bring those first two seasons up, Willie, because the only thing that we saw from that team from 2012 to 2013 was improvement. And that's what you want to see is improvement. 2014 was the year we went 10 and 3 and won a share of the um, conference title. And that was when Memphis really took off. But what happened was the university was patient and saw the improvement. They were patient and saw the improvement. And instead of jumping off the off of Coach Fuente because he didn't win enough games, they stayed the course. 
and then staying the course, it got better. And that's really what you need. That's what the writers need to do. Even if it's ugly to start, stay the course until you don't have to anymore. Because if you stay the course, it is more likely than not going to work. Facts. So yeah, that that that's just my thoughts. Um, yeah, so moving on to Saturday. I will say this, bro. I love this time of year. Um, December football, December NFL football being on Saturdays just really makes me happy. Um, I enjoy college football. I prefer watching college football. But it's something about those Saturday NFL games that really get me going, and I really enjoy them. And we had three games on Saturday. Um, The first one was, in my opinion, the best one with the Vikings Bengals. Did you see T. Higgins catch? I finally did see his catch. That awareness and flexibility to be able to pull that. Like, to me, I was more impressed with the mental aspect. You were mentally aware to even think to pull that off. And the fact he did it was pretty much amazing. Like, it was that, – that was a play. That was a grown man play. That that was a $20 million play. Now, he ain't going to get it from the Bengals, but <laughs> – <laughs> that was a $20 million play right there. That That is what you want your receiver to do with the football. So kudos to him on that. I bet uh, Kansas City would be willing to pay that much. Can they? Maybe. Um, they'll probably have to do some restructuring, particularly with uh, Pat's deal. Um, I just kind of want to say this real quick, going to the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are – like, one of the things that we've talked so much about um, the Chiefs wide receivers, which, I mean, we can go ahead and hit this real quick. Kadarius Tony and that drop into the interception and the other interception that Pat had that the defensive player just took the ball away from Travis Kelsey. Like, neither one of those were on Pat. But Kadarius, man, is bad. And I, like, I think they need to bench him. But if they bench him, Sky Moore is gone. Like, they just, they don't have the bodies to bench him, but like I feel like something needs to happen to put him in the right mindset. But one of the things that um, they were talking about on ESPN was that's not the way that Andy Reid coaches. He's more uplifting. And so Andy Reid is more like, hey, you know, you made plays for us in the uh, Super Bowl. We really appreciate you. We want you to be a part of the team. We just need you to, you know, you, we believe you can get better. No, sit your butt down. You you suck. You suck. He ain't going to do that, but I, I want him to tell him you suck. Um, but one of the things that, like I said, has just been kind of weird is nobody's talking about the fact that those two tackles, um, Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor, have been absolute garbage all year. I feel like Patrick Mahomes won't, might want to fight Jawan Taylor more than he wants to fight Kadarius Tony. Uh, might be right. Willie, he has 16 penalties this year. There's only one player I can think of that might have more, and that's Tyler Smith from the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He has eight different false start penalties. 
I wish you could see like how annoyed I was at the idea that you got eight false starts. And one, two, three, four, five, six offensive holdings. He's cost him 115 penalty yards. Oh, I what? think no, Willie. He has 18 penalties. Only one of them uh county. Only one of them was declined. But it's it's 18 penalties on the year. So you're good for what, like 1.3, 1.2 penalties a game? Yep. So, yeah, um, I think that – I don't remember why I brought this up, but I was just, like, looking at it. It's like could, the tackles have been a problem. Kadarius Tony is a problem. I don't – as I listen to ESPN, they're talking about, oh, the Chiefs not winning the Super Bowl this year. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't expect – like, I didn't expect them to win the Super Bowl because it's really hard to repeat. And it very much seems like they expended all the energy they had last year. So trying to get – be like, oh, well, you know, they're not going to make Super Bowl. Like, I'll say that, like, people – it's a consistent thing that teams make it back. You are more likely not to make it back to the Super Bowl than you are to make it back to the Super Bowl. The Pat Mahomes, this is so far in his – career it's been the most frustrating year been the most challenging year unfortunately for him it's not gonna get any better anytime soon the reason why i say that is because let's be honest travis kessler like he's on his last leg chris jones nine times a team won't be back next year rasheed rice is your best case scenario far as development defensively they've done for the most part a very good job considering it's just a bunch of guys other than chris jones and nick bolton and trent mcduffie but it's past expensive like you said it's going to take some restructuring on his end isaiah pacheco due to him being a running back they probably won't have to pay him much unfortunately considering his injury history but the talent around him is going to take a decline unless they make some major moves in the offseason now, granted, we've talked about one such move that will set the world on fire, and I both of us hope it happens. Um, but you have a situation here where, like Justin Herbert, the talent around you is going to take a downswing, and you're going to be asked to do even more than what you're having to do now. So can it be done? Absolutely. It's Pat freaking Mahomes. But is it going to get harder? Yes. Not to mention teams are getting better. I don't think it's going to be harder. And I don't think it's going to be harder because I honestly believe that this is the worst that Pat has dealt with because of how bad the receivers are this year. And for all, all of his purposes, they're net negative. Like what they have done, what they have been is a net negative. It's not like, like, Dominic Foxworth said this. He was like, what you have is the receivers are not – like, if you had competent receiver play, Pat would not be struggling in the way that he is. They don't need to go exceedingly high to get what they need. They just need what they have to not be – a net negative. Yeah, here's the problem with your theory and Dominic Foxworth's theory. Dominic Foxworth is basing this off of you still have Travis Kelsey. No, he's not. You sure? Yes. 
Like the idea is like, yes, Travis Kelsey is going to still be there. But at at the point that we are at where like um, hold on a second. Um NFL. Oh. Now granted, are we talking about right now or are we talking about next year? Because I'm saying next year, I'm saying next year it's going to be worse. No. He's saying next year and in the future. The problem, like, what you have is with Kadarius Tony, with Sky Moore, with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, those wide, the wide receiver group as a whole has been a net negative. They right. have been bad. If right. you give Patrick Mahomes, um, Romeo Dobbs, and Christian Watson, are we still having those props? We're still having some problems. Why are we because, because your fastball has now turned into a knuckleball. But that's the thing. You he he is relying on his fastball now because he just doesn't have that the level of talent. Even last year, his number one was Juju. But he had the fastball. Yes. So he will. It's not like his fastball is going completely away. Oh, no, I think it is. I don't think he will be on the team next year. I think he's retiring. Oh, no, he ain't retiring. You want to bet? Yes. I, we'll, make, we'll make a dinner bet then. Okay, but here's we'll the thing. We'll make a dinner bet. Well, okay, we can. We can. Uh, here's, why, here's why I say he's not retiring. I don't think Travis Kelsey has it in him to retire at a point where he looked bad. But that's what happens to most players. You retire because you look bad because you can't do it anymore. Yeah. I don't think he is – I don't think at this point he is going to hang it up and say, I just can't do it no more. I'm going to give you a really good example. Did Steve Smith retire after he got hurt? Steve Smith is built different. But no, that is your question. He did not retire. He came back for that one more year so he could try and prove he still had it and he could still go and he could still contribute. I think that's what's going to happen with, with Travis. I don't think Travis is going to say, you know what? I just, I didn't have it this year. I'm going to just go ahead and hang it up and go be with Tay-Tay. I think he's going to say, I got one more year in me. I'm not done yet. I can still prove that I can go out there and contribute and help. We didn't do it this year. Hey, go get Mike Evans. Go get a T. Higgins. Keep Rasheed. Get us that number one. I'm going to come back, and we're going to run it back again, and we're going to make that thing happen. That's why. Okay. That's why I'm like, do I think he's going to retire? No. I also don't feel like he has anything to to retire to, if I'm being honest. Just a billion-dollar girlfriend? Yeah, no, no. He can't retire with a girlfriend. He can retire with a wife. He can't retire with a girlfriend, especially now. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't speak on them getting married or not. I don't, I don't know enough. No, I'm not saying that they're going to get married. What I'm saying is he can't retire and be like, oh, I'm going to go off into the sunset with my girlfriend who is known for 
breaking up with people and writing albums about her breakups. I gotta lock that down before I say I'm leaving what I got going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I didn't think about it. That is all her literal work is. Is we date, I break up with you, I, we break, I write a bunch of songs, I make millions off of it. Lord bless it. Good job, Taylor Swift. Good job, baby. Yes. Yes. Good job, baby. <laughs> and so, oh, uh, yeah. And he can't he can't retire and just be uh have a girlfriend and you got Jason over there with a whole family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we got so off topic. Uh, but we it really works. Do. it works. Uh, because we were talking about the Bengals and that amazing play. And, you know, T, like, going and getting T might be a good idea. If they can't get Mike, I still say go get Mike. But, yeah. Um, bruh, I remember looking at the beginning of that game and being like, well, the money I bet on that is a wash. And then they actually, like, I called Paul afterwards. I was like, they won. They actually won. Like, I don't know. Like, they won. Um, the other two games on Saturday, Lions beat the Broncos. It's not a surprise. I, bet, I, I said I thought the Broncos could win, but I'm not surprised they, they lost to the Lions. The Lions are – the Lions are a good team, particularly when they're not playing great competition. Steelers lost to the Colts. Um, I'm I'm at a loss for what to do with the Steelers. No, I'm not at a loss. I'm not at a loss. We need a new offensive. We need an offensive uh, overhaul. Like I feel bad with the idea of firing the entire offensive uh, staff. I kind of want to fire the entire offensive staff. Um, I think the defensive staff is still pretty good. They seem to be doing a great job, but. As far as Steelers go, um, we need a new offensive coordinator. We need someone who can be innovative, who can be smart. I've said for a while, go get Eric the Enemy, who I'm pretty sure won't have a job. Don't think uh, he's going to make it in Washington. But you, 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 you glossed over someplace, and I can't let you do that. What's up? Not only you need an offensive renaissance. Yes, I said renaissance because promoting somebody from within doesn't really move the need. I understand you can't bring in somebody brand spanking new in the middle of your NFL season. You fighting for your playoff lives. Like, I get that. I'm not recommending that. But in the offseason, you – I know who you should call. I don't know his name, but I know who you should call. Now, granted, it's going – this person going to be the bad guy, but he won't be the bad guy. But what you – I'm going to get to that in a second. But what you glossed over, y'all need some better freaking players. Oh no, I was getting there. I was getting there. Don't don't no. I understand. I I, I understand. Some better <laughs> players. You need some wide receivers that's willing to block. You need some offensive linemen that can move the move grown other grown men further than three inches off the freaking line of scrimmage. You need you need Najee to stop tiptoeing and just say forget it. 
I'm going to hit the hole, even though, unfortunately, he ain't fast enough to hit the hole. So that's why Jalen Warren, not, I think his name is Jalen Warren, whatever last name, whatever the first name kid is, that's why he looks better. But you need some new wide receivers. I'm Well, no, you need one. You need one of them gone. I want him gone. Um, like, he, he's he's not committed unless he's getting the ball. So I, I you don't need that type of person on, on your football team. You don't. You need a new freaking quarterback. I told you that quarterback wasn't worth jack when you got him. He ain't never been worth jack. He ain't going to be worth jack. That's just what it is. I'm tired of this. Tired of the bull. I'm tired of the bull junk with y'all. Y'all too doggone talented. You got a coach that's trying to make chicken salad out of chicken. You know what? And then we talking about, oh, well, not we. The media talking about, oh, dude, they need to look in a different direction. Different direction? Yeah, you need to look in a different direction. Look at blaming somebody na- na- not named Mike Tomlin. That's what you need to look at. But no, this this is bull. It's like, y'all are garbage in a in the best way humanly possible. Y'all are wasting away, uh, Mr. I can't get double teamed because I'm white. Uh, you wasted away his career. You wasted away Highsmith, who looked like he's gonna be a good player. You traded for Minka, ain't did jack squat with him. Um, you finally found a freaking corner. You don't want to do nothing with him either, because oh, guess what? We're gonna keep playing zone defense, and getting freaking Bailey Zappy. Look like he's about to get paid. I highly doubt it, but look, you got him looking like the next second coming of freaking paid man and throwing against his own coverage, even though that was a couple weeks ago. But uh, I'm I'm irritated with y'all. I'm really am, cause y'all players are no you, you play you, you ain't good. But the person you should get, even though he just got hired, he's Penn State offensive coordinator. Yes, I said Penn State. Now, granted, he just got the job like I don't know a month ago. I don't care. Get him. The reason why I say get him, cause he came from Kansas. You go look at Kansas's University of Kansas offense the past two years, and you tell me that ain't exciting. You tell me that ain't innovative. You tell me that don't not only put butts in seats, but it's a totally different renaissance to what y'all been doing. Because right now, y'all ain't even got the steal away going. It ain't even just run the football. My bludgeon you. I'm going to hit you hard. Run the football 35, 40 times. No, y'all up here got Mr. Fake Slide Boy. Mr. I've got to wear gloves and all this other crap. You got Mr. Trubisky out there throwing them out. They were going to throw out Mason freaking Rudolph. Jesus wept. In fact, y'all got three guys on the same roster that I all knew was going to be garbage. How y'all, y'all can, but y'all can draft, develop, cultivate a wide receiver. You could probably even make me look good at wide receiver, but you can't get a quarterback for Jack squat. No, I'm sick of y'all. Y'all should be better. Y'all really should be. And it's a disappointment that y'all are not. It is the it is a complete bull jump that y'all are inept of running a freaking offense at the rate that y'all are. Go get Penn State's offense coordinator. AP, when you get the chance, go look at Kansas highlights over the past two years. And you tell me you wouldn't want that type of offense going. I'm done ranting about a team that ain't even mine. Freaking garbage, man. Um yeah. Yeah, you 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 said more than I did, uh, and I'm not surprised that you feel that way. I the only thing that I would disagree with you on is Kenny, um, and that's only because I feel like in the right offensive scheme, Kenny can be more. I don't believe that Kenny will ever be great, but I do believe that. If you put 
Kenny in Washington, they would be a look, they would be better. If you put Kenny in Atlanta, they would be better. Um, I don't think you if you put Kenny in, I feel like if you put Kenny in um Indianapolis, it it would yield the same results, which I mean is a really good result at this point in time. But I don't know, like I think we need to see Kenny in a good system. Now, I don't think that because here's my thing. I don't think Kenny will ever be a great quarterback. I don't think Kenny will ever be as bad as, say, Mac Jones. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I go with it. Um, but everything that you said is true. We do need more. We need better offensive linemen. We need wide receivers who seem to buy in more. Um, we need – I'm be honest with you. I've said this for years. I didn't want Najee. Not that I have any problem with Najee. I wanted Creed. Look at where Creed is right now. Creed Humphrey so far. And I understand it's 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 early, but you know how you know I, I don't I don't hesitate. Creed Humphrey look like he's finna be in a gold jacket. And Najee looks like he ain't even finna get a fifth year option. And downfall is it ain't Najee's fault. As you know, like you said, you, you don't think Najee's a bad player. But I, I very severely doubt he's going to get a fifth-year option. And Creed look like he's going to get a gold jacket by the time it's said and done. Creed already got a ring. Creed does already have a ring. <laughs> Najee at the rate they're going probably won't come close. Oh, by the way, AP, if you want to feel old, Owen McCown and... Chad Pennington's son is playing in a bowl game. Nope, I didn't want to know that. Really didn't. Um, Should have kept that to yourself. Should have kept all of that to yourself. But yes, Josh McCown and Chad Pennington's children are playing in a bowl game as we speak. Just want to throw that out there. Didn't need that information at all. Um, There was some other stuff that happened that in the NFL this week that, like, we ain't even touched on, but like we, we can hit a couple more of these things. Um, the Ravens look good. The Ravens will be the number one seed. Christmas night is going to be amazing. You ready for Christmas night, Will? I am. I am. Okay. As you know, I've been very high on the Ravens for the past two years. They're, they're one of the teams I sneakily root for. That I'll be honest, I, I sneakily root for the Ravens. I like how they run their organization. Honestly, if I wasn't a Cowboys fan, I would probably be a Ravens fan. Um, that's just me being completely transparent. Um, I look forward to it because it's gonna be physical. It's gonna be hard. It is. I hate the referee. I hate the ruling, how it's ruling, as in, like, hits. And and I'm all for player safety. But this is one of those games, man, where it, it's going to be some hit, man. It's it, it's going to be good good old school football in this game. It really, really is. And it's, it's going to be fun because I think the Ravens are one of the few teams who can – match the physicality they won't be scared they they, they're not gonna like go down quietly like it's 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 going to be 
a a uh, in in the words of the good old of good old Jim Ross, a slobber knocker. I look forward to it. it it's going to be what football the way it's supposed to be played. Um, I'd be gravely disappointed if it somehow turns to be a blowout. Gravely disappointed. I'd be shocked. Um, Me too. Me too. Um, I will say again. If I was uh, Adam Silver, Roger, you got to see me. You, you got to see me, bro. Like, I was telling Paul about it the other day. I was like, you realize the NFL just don't care. That was like, we going to put the best games of the week on Christmas Day. <laughs> and they did. And it's just disrespectful. But, like, two eleven and three teams, Monday Night Football, Troy and Joe, um, and it's on Christmas where everyone will be off and everyone will be able to just sit down and watch football. I would not be surprised if this doesn't hit somewhere between 28 and 35 million people. Oh, and it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. So there are three other things I want to hit with you, bro. Let's do it. First off, you remember, Willie, when um people were talking about – Zach Wilson and him giving up on the team and um, how (laughs) for even questioning whether or not he should play, um, he should go back out, be willing to risk his his health and safety going back out there and playing, particularly after the organization had not only benched him, but made him the third-string quarterback and the person that they started is no longer on the team. Will, did you realize they released Tim White? <laughs> no. After his first game started, they kicked him out, out the door. It was like, all right, we're going to go with Trevor Simeon. And then after Trevor Simeon didn't really work out, they was like, hey, Zach. And Zach was like, I don't know if I really want to go back out there. Like, I don't know if it's a good idea for me to go back out there. And they went out and they won a game. And it was like, oh, this is so amazing. Yay. And what happened? Last week, Zach got a concussion. And he had every right to question whether or not he should have been out there for what the way that they treated that man. Like, I was just so annoyed at the idea that at any point, people acted like he was wrong for honestly questioning whether or not it made sense for him to go back out there. And surprise, he has a health and safety issue because he went back out there. What are your thoughts, Willie? Okay, in the preseason, we talked about how this this team, they can't block. (laughs) Why did Aaron Rodgers go down? Because they can't block. Why Brees Hall was like partially due to injury, but why was Brees Hall almost undraftable in fantasy football? They can't block. <laughs> why was Garrett Wilson probably robbed out of a um a NFL top one hundred place, which by talent I think he is. They can't block. And that's what happened. <laughs> they can't block. So not only use Rogers, you lose Zach Wilson. <laughs> we just wasted the way Sauce Garden. 
it's kind of funny. I, I, the reason why I'm laughing so much is because we spent so much time poo-pooing Zach Wilson. Now, granted, did Zach Wilson make some questionable throws? Yes. But also, did he outplay Pat Mahomes on Sunday Night Football? Yes, he did. Did he beat Jalen Hurts? Yes, he did. Did he beat Josh Allen? Yes, he did. <laughs> With a team that can't block... With a team that's second in the league and drops. But all we want to do is poo-poo this kid who should have never been drafted number two overall in the first place. The boy wasn't supposed to be there. But all we do, because that's all the media teaches people, is to look at the quarterback. The quarterback is the end-all, be-all. He does everything. He doesn't do anything. Is is the end of oh? It's the quarterback. You gotta look at the quarterback. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. One of the first three things I'm going after I'm building a team is a quarterback. But we know what number one is actually on my list, AP. Left tackle. Left tackle. <laughs> Why? Cause it makes no sense of me having a Ferrari if I gotta park it in the hood. If it's protected by the hood, I know it ain't going to work out too well. But if I have that Ferrari locked away behind a nice garage and it's tucked away, the odds of me having that Ferrari is a little bit longer, ain't it, AP? Yep. Because I look at it this way. If we build an all-time team, and there's other people building their all-time teams too, there's more depth at quarterback than it is at GOAT left tackle. The GOAT left tackle formation is very, very short. You can get a plethora of quarterbacks and win a Super Bowl, though. So I just find it is kind of fitting, and I hope he doesn't come back at all this season, to be totally honest. I hope he doesn't. But I think it's very fitting that Aaron Rodgers gave us a clue by tagging back to Yari. They couldn't block. They blamed this kid. They benched him 511 times. The media blamed this kid threw him under the bus, didn't look at everything, and now he gets knocked out after he was like, man, I don't know if it's safe for me to go out there. Yeah, because he, know he knows they can't block either, but we don't want to talk about that. We just want to talk about what Zach Wilson ain't doing. That's what we want to do because it's so easy to just blame the quarterback. All right, this is why the Jets are the Jets, and the Jets going to keep jetting. And honestly, if I was Sauce Gardner, considering how this franchise is ran, I am not re-signing. Get me up out of here. We can see now. Correction. We'll see what this Aaron Rodgers experiment does. After that, I'm good. So, here's another question for you. Do you keep Robert Sala? Yes. This is not a fair year to assess him based off wins and losses. You can assess how he's handled the quarterback situation. You can have a discussion with him about that. And you can't be flip-flopping and going back and forth and flippity-flopping. No. If you're going to roll with him, roll with him. If you ain't, you ain't. Plain and simple. But that's why I ask, do you need do you bring him back? Because you you bring him back. We just have we're gonna have one of these come to Jesus meetings. Okay, that's fair. You kind of like I tell you this. If then if you bring back Hackett, I don't care what at this point, I don't care what Aaron Rodgers says at this point. Dude, you're 40, you you're coming off a torn Achilles. I yeah, whatever. You bring back Hackett, you won't be back. So here's why I said, because I actually saw on ESPN this morning that his his seat is hotter than most people would expect. And I was like, I expect his seat to be hot because at the end of the day, he's done a bad job coaching this year. He has done a really bad job of being a 
being the head coach of this team. And let's be honest, he did a bad job last year. He's not a good head coach. I think he's a good coordinator. I think he's good at the coaching part. But realistically, as a head coach, he's not good at the people stuff. Okay, I'll spot you that. I don't think he has to treat his quarterback better. If you want to fire him based off how he handled the quarterback situation, I'm fine with that. I do not believe we have gotten a fair assessment of him based. I have to keep it consistent. If I'm going to give Mike Tomlin a pass based off the complete utter garbage that has been given to him offensively to work with, I have to do the same for Robert Sala, and I'm going to do the same. You gave him a quarterback that, like I said, should never been there. His The offensive line that he inherited ain't good, can't block, won't block, ain't ever finna block. Outside of Garrett Wilson, you literally have no weapons. I mean, yeah, you want to count Brees Hall? Okay, fine. I'm cool with that. Let's count Brees Hall. You don't have a number two wide receiver. You don't really have a tight end. He's not bad, but you just don't really give him the ball. Your offense is very anemic and hard to watch. Uh, You have an offensive coordinator that allegedly only knows how to coach one freaking player. You need, they need an offensive renaissance too. That's why I'm for keeping Mike Sala for at least next year. It's just Hackett can't be there. But also, you have to get him better players blocking. I don't care how good of a coach you are. If you're, if the five men up front cannot block my autistic son, then there is nothing for us to talk about. Oh, you sent me a meme earlier. Uh, the uh, quarterback saying, Get open faster because he kept getting hit because his line wasn't doing nothing. Um, exactly. I don't think you're wrong. I excuse me. All I'm saying is give him one more. Get just give him one more on the condition that Hackett is gone and you will have an offensive renaissance. That's all I'm asking for. Now, if he does not comply with that, hey, get him out the door. Forget it. Okay, I get it. But. If you just give them all I'm asking for is give them one more year on the premise they have an offensive renaissance. I'm not opposed, that's all I'm asking for. I'm not opposed to the idea of giving him one more year. Here's where I feel like um there will be an issue. Do you remember the situation with Coach Budenholzer in Miami? Not Miami, in Milwaukee. He was on the hot seat because they were underperforming. He wins a chip. They underperform again. He got fired. And I honestly, I didn't really think that was fair. I understood it and I respected it, but I did not think it was fair considering some guy named Chris Middleton complete and utter just was non-existent because he was hurt. Because I do believe with Chris Middleton, fullback dive wins again. Yes, but here's the problem with fullback dive winning it again. That's not a function of Mike Boonholzer being a good coach. Like, anybody can use fullback dive. But what do you mean anybody can use fullback dive? It, name a coach that would have fullback dive and be like, you know what? We're going to run play action boot. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. Because I was like, wait a minute, what do you mean? Yeah, if you have the person to run fullback dive, you run fullback dive. Mm-hmm. But I also do believe if full if uh sniper rifle is there too they win and there's no way in human life 
that you will fire a guy for winning back-to-back championships. There's no way in human life, unless you're Jerry Jones, you know, anything is possible. But <laughs> I don't think he gets fired, but I understand the premise of why he got fired because it was like, dude, you you weren't doing jack squad in the first place. Even though, ironically, they look worse without him, but they kind of got rid of a glue guy to score more. But this ain't an NBA podcast. <laughs> True. Very, very true. Um, but well, he, yeah. Um, but so the premise of my idea was, um, at a certain point, you realize a coach just isn't going to cut it. And what I can first see happening is, oh, we'll bring back Robert Sala, and Aaron Rodgers will be back, and things will look better. And it'll go better, and they'll do that. And what I don't think the Jets are understanding, and you have said this for years, Aaron Rodgers is gonna lose in the second round of the playoffs. It's just it, it's just gonna happen. He don't know how to win. He ain't making it to the Super Bowl. And you're going to have just enough success to be like, oh yeah, this was a good idea. And then the wheels are gonna fall off again because he's not good at being a head coach. And so I think it would be better to move now than to wait and in three years be like, oh, my God, we should have moved on long. We should have moved on sooner because it's still he is still the problem. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So that, that's my thought process on it. Um, last thing for this week, for this year, um, Willie. You have the floor. Bills Cowboys. Great job, Bills. We've talked about it before offline, AP. It's it's one thing to see a blueprint. It's another thing to have the personnel to be able to do it. The blueprint is out there on how you beat the Cowboys. And unfortunately, at this current moment, there's no real way to fix the Cowboys' run issue problems. I mean, Arizona did it. They showed you the way. All you have to do is run the football effectively, especially up the middle. You run away from Michael Parsons. Demarcus Lawrence is better. To, is one of the better run stoppers in the league, but he can only be at one place at one point in time. <laughs> We've been whiffing on D tackle since shoot freaking Leroy Glover. Um, We've just been whiffing on the position. We all know. The Cowboys defense at home and the Cowboys defense on the road are two different things. As we talked about before, AP, I've been petrified about this game because it's at Orchard Park. It's in December. All we was missing was the freaking snow. It was raining. But it was raining. Um, Dak looked like how he does against teams with a defensive pulse. Actually, he looked worse. And unfortunately, I'm, from what I'm seeing with the game, is it's not all Dak, but it is. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. From what I'm seeing, and AP, I don't know if you saw the game, Chris, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like these play designs, his first read is automatically the CD Lamb. Other teams know that. And so there was multiple times I saw him, like his first thought process was go to CD Lamb. And I understand that's your guy that's that's the stud on the team, and you want to get him and feed him the ball because it does increase your chances of winning. I respect that. And 
but he looks like he's force feeding him the ball. And unfortunately, it was very similar to what Will Levis does to DeAndre Hopkins. The difference is one of them has been in the league a while and the other one still got Similac on his breath. So it was very discouraging to see that. So if that's where the play is supposed to go as far as the read, I can't necessarily knock him for that if that's where the ball is supposed to go. But I feel like we need to maybe use him more in a decoy role, role to get Dak to throw the other to his other targets. You have Gallup there who's good. You have Brandon Cooks who's good. Ferguson is good, even though he's second in the team in yards and I think receptions. Tony Pollard, we're not using him to his fullest potential. He I mean, he did freaking kick returns at Memphis. I'm not saying put him as a kick returner, but he can line up in the slot. He can line up out wide. Like we're we're I think this is where we're missing Kellen Moore in a way, because yes, um uh, are we quote unquote better? We we are uh, without him. And considering Kellen Moore might not have a job next season, uh, I don't see you know the new coach on the Chargers retaining him. I don't see it. Um, but he did use Tony Pollard in in my opinion more effective ways than what we're doing right now. Like we're treating him like he's a bell cow, like he's Eddie George or something, like he's a tra- a traditional running back. He's not, and that's an issue to me. Like, I understand um, that, like, the bigger scope is, like, Willie, why are you focusing on the offense when the defense gave up 31? The defense did what I expected them to do. When Once when I saw Buffalo was committed to the run game, like we've talked about offline, AP, is that you had a scenario where, Buffalo was able to run the ball against Philadelphia up the middle. That was shocking to me with those two big defensive tackles in there. So I know if their defensive tackles got molly whopped, I know ours didn't have a chance. So this didn't surprise me. I was very impressed by the play caller um, for Buffalo, their willingness to just take, take Josh out the game. They basically took the ball out of his hands because it was working. Now, granted, they also called some plays like he was Jaquan Allen, and I like that. Like, that's – like, much as we talk about he don't need to take so many hits, I get it. I understand, like, that you don't want your quarterback taking a bunch of hits. But if that's part of his game, that's part of his game, that's part of why you drafted him, let him be him. And they did an excellent job defensively against – they shortened the game by running the football – they kept us off of the field by running the football, so kudos to them. But I mean, like I said before, more than likely we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna play a NFC South team that we're just clearly better than, beat the dogs not out of them, and then in the second round gonna lose to Philadelphia or San Francisco. That's just how it's going to go. You want to beat Dallas, you have to be physical, and like I said, we're a pretty team. We're not. I don't get physical from us. Like, we have some hard hitters. Uh, Donovan Wilson's a good hitter. Michael Parsons can can lay somebody out if need be. But we we don't we're, – we're cute. You you mess you, you mess up playing the Cowboys when you're trying to throw it all over the yard because we got pass rushes. We got speed on defense. But we ain't got no girth. And now Vander is not there. We really don't have no girth. We ain't got no meat. We ain't got no beef. You can't win without the beef. 
And it was a disappointing loss. Absolutely, it was disappointing to go out sad like that. But it was just one of those, hey, it is what it is. It's not like I haven't seen this before. It's not like this isn't anything new. But at the same time, to go out sad like that off the high of uh, beating Philadelphia, to go back to a low like this. Now, granted, hopefully gets them refocused for Miami. The only problem is with Miami that Tyreek Hill, nine times 10, will probably be back for this game. But to me, Miami isn't – it's two finesse teams going at it, and Miami likes to throw it all over the yard. And like I said, that's how you get in trouble playing us. So we'll see how it goes. But I, I like – I can't even say I was mad about the game because that's definitely not true. It just it is what it is. It's one of those like, oh, okay, we got Malu up, okay, on the road, okay, mm, real football team. Mm, they ran the ball half a billion times. It's really that simple. And when you know your team is susceptible to the run like that, it's kind of like, and like, what, what, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Like, there, there, there is your blueprint. Run the football. Be diligent in running the football up the middle. Time and time again, that's all you got to do. And until we actually hit on the defensive tackle position or get actual linebackers, because unfortunately we got a guy that's like 206 pounds playing freaking linebacker, hey, well, you're going to have problems against your physical teams. That's just what it is. Yeah, I would say a couple of things. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that's really funny to me is there were a couple of times after the game that they talked to talked to Josh Allen, and his response was, "Let James cook." Like <laughs> most of the times, he was just like, "How do you win? Let James cook," um, which was just funny to me. And that's what they did. They let James cook, and he 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 did it. And like man was twenty five had twenty five carries for one hundred seventy nine yards. That is the epitome of all right, cool. They can't stop the run. We just gonna keep running. And the thing is, most coaches will not do that. Um, we've only seen it a few times in over the course of history, particularly in modern history. I think one of the funniest ones is always will always be when the 49ers were like, Oh, the Packers can't stop us running. And Jimmy G is our quarterback run the ball. Like they didn't let Jimmy throw the ball again. The Bills were like, we'll let Josh throw, but you don't got to throw more than 15 times. You don't got to have a whole bunch of yards. Josh had less than 100 yards. And in normal and nobody, nobody's talking about that, and they shouldn't be. They works. shouldn't be. And I think I, I think I remember that playoff game that you was talking about because I think it was against the Vikings. I think Jimmy G threw the ball like eight times. I think it threw it like eight times. Why well, throw it? They can't stop it. They're literally, unfortunately – it's going to sound harsh. They're not man enough to stop you. Run the football. Offensive linemen like run blocking better than pass blocking anyway. I don't have, you know, George Pickens out there, but run the football. It was against Green Bay, and he literally threw eight passes. That was it. Eight. Yeah, run the football. Run it. I'll say it, and I'll say it again. We've talked about it offline. Three things can happen when you put the ball in the air. Two of them are bad. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to say to you was I don't I am not as good at reading what people's reads are, but I trust a lot of the people on ESPN. One thing that they have said consistently about the way that Dallas's offense is currently running 
is it is very much reliant on doing things in a specific way. Dak is Dak is not necessarily making reads as much as he is doing. He is hitting people where they're supposed to be. And he he's only going where they're supposed to be. Not necessarily that it's so vanilla as much as it works. So they're just going with what works. And because it works, they're like, all right, cool. This is where you're going to be. This is where this person is going to be. So as Dak is nest, like making his reads, it is very much three, two, one. D- CD should be right there. Um, Michael should be right there. Cook should be right here. I can make my decision based on where I know they're supposed to be. And if they're not, he's not moving off and going through the progressions in that way. So we're not really sure what's going on. Um, hey, P. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna pass the torch to you because I know we got to close out the show. Do you know what the do you know? Do you know what you just described? Pee wee football. No, you described a game manager, and what did an entire network disagree with Cam Newton for calling Dak Prescott? Think about what you just said. What they, what you, you were paraphrasing what ESPN said. Think about what you just said. Does that sound like a game manager or a game changer? I mean, we didn't get to the whole game manager and game changer thing, um, but no, that is like. So I'm I'm going to say this just to kind of wrap that point up real quick. The problem is Dak is a game manager, but we we make we have made game manager out to be something that is negative when it doesn't have to be negative. Marcus Spears said like a year and a half ago. We don't need to say game manager like it's a bad thing because it's not because there are plenty of people who have been game managers who were successful. Like we don't need you because the biggest thing about being a game manager is we just don't need you to mess up. We have everything else in place for you. Just don't mess up. Now there are levels to game managers because you have game managers like, you know, Tom Brady who you can rely on to not mess anything up, but also, you know, just be great versus Kirk Cousins, who's a game manager, who you don't want Kirk Cousins to be the reason you win a game. You kind of sort of believe that he can, but you also think he got thrown the ball to the other team when it matters the most. That's a game manager on a different level. At the end of the day, one of the things that Cam said after the um, backlash was, it's only like five game changers in the NFL. Testify. Testify. What's really funny is I have my hand up with the five, and I'm like, Booker T right now, five times, five times, five times. Um, but, yeah, so Dak is a – me and you have talked about this on multiple occasions. We, said, we have said the same thing about Dak and Jimmy G and Ryan Tannehill, who – is on the complete downside of his career. Um, They're elite level game managers. They're the type of game manager that, hey, I don't, I think you can, I think you can win a game. What I am going to do my very best to, to accomplish is not putting the ball in your hands with the game on the line. I think you can. I've seen you do it. 
I don't want to risk it being in your hands at the end of the game because at the end of the game, you have a tendency to screw it all up. Mm-hmm. Conversely, get the ball to Joe Burrow. He going to win. How you know? Because it's Joe Burrow. I, I, will, I will say this about Joe. Is Joe a game changer? Yes. I think of all the game changers, Joe, for me personally, has the biggest asterisk. Oh, because he has, you know, Jamar, T, Tyler. Like, <laughs> he, ha- he has been playing with a loaded dick for quite a while now. Yes, he has. One really funny. Like, he, he, no, what are you going to say? My bad. Oh, you good. He playing with about as loaded as a dick as Brock Purdy. And people have said this multiple times recently. If Brock Purdy was drafted in the first round, there would be no questions about him. And I honestly agree. That's it. I had to get I gotta sleep on that one. Because I want to say you're right. It's okay, Willie. You can sleep on it and we will uh come back to it next year. Dun, 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 as we wrap up the 2023 year for the All Purpose NFL podcast. It has been, like I said, a great year. Thank you, Willie. Thank you to all the listeners. We really, really appreciate y'all. And we hope you have a very Merry Christmas, a wonderful New Year, and have a good one.